What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex. This is episode 210. Along, I am your host, Steve V, alongside my two virtual buddies, co-host Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing in Massachusetts? Hey. Awesome. Lincoln, how are you doing across town? I am here and I'm very nearby. We're you- doing okay. It's a good it's a good day in New York, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, I wanted to last week we were talking about SNL and we were talking about the host Bill Burr and his comments on his opening monologue that, you know, rubbed some people the wrong way and I just wanted to report that Craig sent a note in saying, hey, love the show, the podcast, and just wanted to say as a black gay man, Bill Burr's comments on SNL were absolutely on point. It's pretty great to know that some white gays are now thinking about their transgressions in comparison to their black gay counterparts who often feel thrown under the bus by white gays or often our blackness if objectified, fetishized, and ignored. Unfortunately, the U.S. has not made the gay and the black community equal in any point, and it's a little nice to see that a straight white male, Bill Burr, can notice that. I hope that a lot more gay white men can as well, so we can start to do something about the injustices within the gay community. Um, and thank you for that, Craig. And um, if you always want to talk back to us and give way in, we love to hear from you. Go to tagspodcast.com. And a real quick on our poll last week, we were asking various questions. One of the questions we asked was, do you care if guys on OnlyFans are actually straight when many of their fans are gay? And I remember, Jeremy, you said you didn't really bother you too much and ass is yeah. an ass. And I think you said the similar Lincoln. Um, most of you said uh, there was a few doesn't bother me at all. And the majority said, yeah, it kind of bothers me. But oh. Richard said, I am not sure what you mean by bother, though. Do I care if straights do gay for pay? Which is kind of what we were saying. Yeah. And so he yeah. goes, no, if if they want, that's fine with me. I do wish, though, he says, that they would state in their description, because if they did, I would pass them up. Interesting point. It doesn't matter how hot a guy is. If I know that they are straight, I just can't get into them because I know that no matter what I would do, they are never going to be with me, into me. Interesting viewpoint on that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think I can totally get off on a straight guy, though, and just know that it's fantasy, and I'm totally okay with that. And then we also asked the question, um, who is more irresponsible regarding last month's Atlanta Gay Pride? And most of you said both, the promoters and the gays. And then somebody wrote and said, I think the organizers are the most at fault. Let's face it. You host it. Gays will come. But everyone that showed up was also showing very poor judgment. Mm -hmm. Totally agree with that. Uh, Thank you for that. You can always take our poll. Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. We'll have a new one this week and we want to hear from you. I just wanted to report in something from the UK. Uh, Actually, it was Canada to be exact, where a hundred boys at a high school in Quebec wore skirts 
to school protesting against the double standard in their school's sexist dress code. Girls at the school are required to wear skirts no shorter than 10 centimeters above the knee, but there is no equivalent rule for the clothes often worn to school by boys, for example, shorts. Two days before the protests, uh, 16-year-old Zachary Pollan told around 30 people that he had planned to wear a skirt to school on Friday, but he never expected that so many of his classmates would take part. He told CBC, I knew that it was going to be a big movement, but not that a big... But not that big of a movement. I was pleasantly surprised. They showed pictures of the guys explaining the protest on Instagram. Pollen wrote, today you probably saw that a lot of us guys, including me, were wearing a skirt. Well, let me explain to you. The reason behind the movement basically is the fact that a boy wears a skirt is a sign of resilience, solidarity, and support to the intersectional intersectional battle for gender equality. The double standard on the way society views our women and men is blatant. If a woman decides to wear a suit or pants, clothes associated with masculinity, it's not a big deal. But the moment a man will do anything remotely feminine, whether it is to put nail polish on, makeup, or in our case, a skirt, fingers are pointed and we get insulted. I have thoughts on this. I think it's really cool. It's particularly coming from someone myself that when I went to high school, a Catholic high school, Mm -hmm. at the time, the girls had a uniform that they wore with skirts and the boys didn't have to wear we could wear whatever we want minus jeans and their reasoning was because it was a former all-boys school so somehow they had made sense of the fact that well it was a boys school before so when we layered in girls then but the more i think about it and with this story that is so antiquated that we're back in the day and we just sort of accepted it i guess what were your first thoughts when you heard this jeremy i love it i think it was it's really cool and i'm also i i'm not really shocked that people joined in uh i think it's awesome and it was a great idea yeah exactly and you and i have worn our kilts which are essentially a skirt yeah (laughs) proudly in new york city and at the eagle and yeah i love it to see a positive story on the youth lincoln what were your thoughts and did you go to a school where they required uniforms like this i did not i went to public school i almost went to catholic private school all boys school de la salle in the bay area and i got accepted like two days after you know de la salle i got accepted like two days after school started like someone i wasn't accepted as a freshman and then two days after school started, I was accepted to De La Salle. But I had been in marching band camp for three weeks before school started. Would that also be called band camp? It was band <laughs> camp. So I, I was that dork. I'm very proud of that, by the way. And we were learning marching band stuff. And at that time, the marching band at Ignacio Valley High School was competing and winning awards and it was performance and I already made friends and I was already, you know, kind of in it. So I passed on going to De La Salle. I do not understand how people are still hung up over what people wear. I, I, I just think if you walk around, people have no sense of fashion these days, especially with COVID. Everyone is in sweats, basically. So if you want to wear a skirt as a man or a suit as a woman, or as long as your dick isn't hanging out and your boobs aren't hanging out, who cares? I don't know. I don't, I just don't see the, you know, it's 2020 for the love of God, let people wear what they want to wear. So that's just my take. 
I love it too because I think we see so many examples of divis divisiveness and this is to me is a great example of the youth, the high school students, male, for the most part, white boys, high schoolers that initiated this to do this. And I think they did it on their own. And there is no suggestion that all hundred of them, in, in fact, probably most of them were not gay. And yeah. it was just, a, I think that that gives me like hope in a, in a good way. <laughs> Unlike a current story, like right now, if anyone has been keeping up with everything, Amy Coney Barrett, who has been the they're trying to slam into the Supreme Court with court hearings all last week, went on record when they were asking her about the LGBTQ community, referring to our community as sexual preference, which is such a dated term. And just goes to sh show you that even somebody like this, where sh she's trying to not give what side she would vote on for stuff like LGBTQ rights, saying something so antiquated like this, that you know LGBTQ is a sexual preference is so not a good sign and more reason for us to vote. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Lincoln, when you heard that? Well, I, I just wonder who the hell she's hanging out with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I didn't feel, I can't tell anything anymore. She's not answering any questions that are being asked of her. Everything is writing this thing of just getting through the process, but not actually delving into what she would actually think if she was on the court. And it didn't seem like it was on purpose. It just felt like that's what her circle refers to it to. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. so to me, it's like, oh, really? You use that? Well, I'm not going to attack her for using it. I just wonder who, who hasn't corrected her in her world because she has a multi-ethnic family of adopted children and, and I believe birth children. She has uh, a skew on the, on the Roman Catholic religion that her division of the Roman Catholic division that she worshiped used the phrase handmaids when they, referred to the women in that and that's not wow. roman catholic that's like an offshoot of the roman catholic church so again <laughs> why are people screaming about what people are wearing why is this i don't know i'm just i'm completely like i want to go to bed and eat Velveeta right out of the box until 2025 and just <laughs> be left alone because every time i look at something i go i just don't understand what are you doing using the word sexual preference like it's a choice and it's 1974 it's not it's very frustrating right. yeah yeah like come on yeah jeremy i mean when you were growing up i know it probably seems a, a long time ago because your family accepts you so dearly but you know i recall you talking your father maybe was a little late to come around did you ever feel that he was thinking of you being gay as sexual preference, like you had a choice in it. Do you think that was ever part of it? No, I think he thought of it. I mean, maybe in for a little while, but he also thought it's my phase of experimenting and all of that. And I don't know. I mean, he has a gay brother and a gay sister. So it was that he accepts and yeah, has it was kind of ironic that for me, it took a little while, but I mean, I also feel like not only family, but just anyone when you're comfortable with who you are. And I have been for such a long time. 
that you can't not like someone. You know what I mean? And so, and I think that if someone accepts themselves, then you really just have to like jump on the bandwagon. And if you don't, then bye. You know what I mean? And I'm, I think when you show that it doesn't affect you or bother you, or you are what you say that you are, then there's no denying it. Absolutely. It's and funny. If you don't mind, I'm going to belabor yeah. this point for a minute because as you guys know, we've talked on the show. I'm having a hard time with my mom. My mom is in hospice and, you know, there's a lot going on with her and she's stable. Things are fine. But when you know, over the past four months, I've seen my mom in different aspects of dementia and different mm-hmm. ways that her mind is playing tricks on her. And literally, you know, my, when I talk about this with people, I'm very empathetic. There's a lot of empathy coming out of me for my mom right now because my mom and dad divorced five years after I was born. I was born in 69. And of that day, my mom couldn't leave the house until she got married. Like of that day, when you got divorced in the mid-70s, your son would turn out gay because he didn't have a male role model and it was a choice. By the sun, you know what I mean? That like, oh, he's because he's the way he's being raised without a male role model, he's going to be gay. And then that was also looked at as a failure of that generation of that time. And we're talking the 70s, not even the 80s, the late, you know, 60s and the 70s. So now sometimes, you know, my mom just turns to me and she goes, are you ever going to give me grandchildren? I wish I had more children i wish and it's like it's not she's not being but offensive. is that the dementia talking exactly it's partially is... the dementia it's partially some some tape in her mind that is playing out from what her parents told her and again that's why i can never get mad i can never you know i try and laugh about it or go i don't know mom maybe let's see how we all feel next or hand week. her salty pretzel it's, or... i try and change the <laughs> subject or move away from it but i you know it's it's fascinating how we all have been trained throughout our life and raised by our parents and and come up through different generations. So to have someone Adaptability, yeah, yeah, exactly. So to have someone going on to the Supreme Court that seems so backwards in this area, right? That it's mind-boggling. But at the same time, this point came up recently and I really kind of latched onto it. There is not a woman on the Supreme Court that does to change it a little bit that that is pro-life and she is speaking for a lot of people that do not believe in abortion in our country i'm not i'm not one of them i'm not a woman i'm way out on this game but you know to finally have a woman who speaks that mind on the supreme court is representative of a lot of women in our country not my bag but we do have to honor them because they are people and they are citizens. And you know what I mean? They do have a voice too. Right. But hopefully those women well, she, are hanging out with people that know it's more than sexual preference. Hello. You know what I mean? Well, she did correct it finally because she was corrected by a white, white straight man, by the way, which was hilarious. I thought that was really kind of cool. And you, we do have, we might not have a choice with her getting into the Supreme Court, but we do have a choice on voting and everybody can vote in a few weeks here, or maybe have already started and who you elect will have an effect with your senators. So it is right now. There's no more proof than it is right now from four years ago and, and two years ago, it's having quite an effect. 
Well, let's get into some hot gay sex topics. And, you know, last time we, we were talking about Atlanta. And by the way, I, I wanted to make a correction. That was that happened. Atlanta Pride was uh, prior to last week's episode. I think I said it was like a month ago, but it, um, somebody corrected me on that. Well, this week, Puerto Vallarta, my favorite place, is under fire because... As we all know, um, according to New Now Next, Puerto Vallarta is one of the most popular gay destinations in the world, known for its beautiful beaches and vibrant nightlife. Mm-hmm. The Mantamar Beach Club, which I have been to actually, it's a local hotspot with gay men filling its beach chairs and flocking to it, many pools and hot tubs. But the famed club got into some hot water this past week when it was revealed that owners had to pay a fine after two men were filmed having sex in one of the club's transparent pools. <laughs> the Mantamar Beach Club paid a fine of 22,000 pesos, which is a little more than $1,000, for having allowed sex in one of its transparent pools. It is also confirmed that the regulations department did not order a closure, and the beach club continues to work as usual. It should be noted that several days ago, citizens sent Noticias PV and Noticias Nayarit at least two videos that publicly contained sex scenes. And in one of them, two men, apparently tourists, course are observed touching their limbs while in the second a sexual scene between men is seen reports the post and a blurred out version of the risque scene is on this video i can post it on tagspodcast.com i have a lot of thoughts on this but jeremy i want to hear from you what grows through your mind i know we talk a lot about outdoor sex and how we think it's a fantasy but do you think this crosses a major line No, I definitely don't. I mean, you're on a destination vacation. You're at a gay place. I mean, it's not like, I don't know. I'm not really shocked. It's not horrible. No one knows if they're a couple. Like, I don't know. It's just you're enjoying vacation in paradise and you're at a gay beach club. Like, Yeah, but I could be enjoying the beach club just like you or them and not sure I want fluids in the pool that I'm going to be in. There's probably five other pools. You're going to and- be in oh, so fluids, have- dude. You're in any hotel or beach club or anything else. There are fluids in the pool. <laughs> Please, bitch. You're not, you're going to want to do the same exact thing. I don't think that you would be like flabbergasted and clutch your pearls at a gay beach club in Puerto Vallarta when you see two men touching each other. I mean, everyone in that pool has a fucking dick. Touching each other, I think, is one thing, but they reported that two men were having sex. So I'm not sure how far it went, but let's just assume maybe they were fucking in there. And we talk a lot about outdoor sex, and I'm all for it, because to me, part of outdoor sex is the thrill of doing it somewhere where you could get caught, but like maybe in a stairwell or in the woods or on the beach. But you're really just you too taking that risk knowing that you could get caught by authorities being in a resort vacation pool where everybody has to come in where it's transparent the pool so wherever you were if you happen to be looking up you could see two guys like fornicating to me is totally a no like i think absolutely not and i'm not being prudish i just think really guys like you have to like bring it to 
a pool that we all have to use. And sometimes like, you know, we bring our like girlfriends with us and I don't know. I just think it's totally irresponsible and wrong. And I'm surprised they didn't shut it down and give them a larger fine. Lincoln, what are your thoughts? I, I, mm, I'm not quite as far as you, Steve, but, um, I just, if it's a transparent pool that you could see from the bottom or the side, the key to having sex in public or having sex when you're on vacation is to not get caught. So that does seem a little like class it up a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like You're right. I don't want to be going to the salad bar and look up in the lobby and see someone fucking someone, you know, it's like, it's a little like, wow, you can't like, Go where it's dark. Go where you're not going to get caught. I do understand that. But I don't think that any pool or hot tub or anything is necessarily clean or people pee in it, people spit in it, people sneeze in it. And I have to say, this is all pre-COVID. I have no idea where my mind will be the next time I go to a resort or something like that. It's going to be a long time before I go to a shared pool in a resort, I think, for me. Given COVID yeah. and everything else going on. You know, I was watching something recently and they said, we've all been living in a very risky way. And now that one pandemic has come, it's really all shown us the fluids in the air and the things we touch that we could, you know, get something from. You know, and now right. now we're all hyper alert and the the Howie Mandels of the world are like, finally, you guys are understanding what's going on. But for the most of society, you know, now when I walk down the street, if I smell someone smoke from smoking a cigarette, even though COVID cannot be on smoke, it still makes me think, wait a minute, I'm 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 ingesting what was coming from your mouth or your lungs or, you know, I, I, we're all seeing the world differently. So I, I am a little bit more along your way of thinking that I would have been a year ago that I'd be like, are you kidding? It's bring it on more, but, but I, yeah. Right. And Jeremy, I mean, I, I also agree with you. Like it's a gay destination where people feel free, but the one thing I would say on that is there's a lot of places say like in Palms, yeah, Palm Springs or Fort Lauderdale that I've been to that are clothing optional resorts. And some of them have been encouraged. There's one, I think, in both of those two locations where they even have like a dark room area and then people go to the pool and it's sort of part of the whole, the sex. It's only men are allowed. It's kind of built into those destinations and those resorts, clothing optional. And some right. of them have a little bit more sexier slant. This place I'm talking about in Puerto Vallarta, the Matamar Beach Club, is, for all intents and purposes, like one of those Vegas-type resorts that everybody can go. It just happens to be gay slanted. And that's where I think, keep the sex kind of out of it. And why do we have to... I, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on but that. But it's not the kind but... of resort like Sandals, right? Isn't Sandals like an all straight only resort? Right. Oh, yeah. Sandals you know is I mean? totally like, a straight they're, resort. They're, this is they a define day it. Resort. It's a resort that like these are the people we want here. So this is more open. Right. Got it. This is like Vakaya. Well, Exactly. Well, moving on, the Bay Area Reporter in San Francisco, um, there's a sex club out there called Eros, and it's going to be reopening, closed since March due to the coronavirus. Gay sex venue Eros on Upper Market in San Francisco's Castro neighborhood 
has reopened as a jack-off club. Its co-owner told the Bay Area Reporter, for the time being, patrons are not allowed to physically interact with each other because of the health crisis. Um, And, quote, we have no steam room, shower, sauna, or locker rooms, said Roe. Everyone has to wear masks and stay six feet apart. You're not allowed to touch. Jeez, I just need to insert, like, then why are we reopening? But at the bar, Bay Bay Area Reporter, as they previously reported, Eros had closed March 16th, obviously to the COVID crisis, shelter-in-place orders as restrictions for massage studios and gyms eased last month. The club decided to reopen following rules as applicable to those types of venues. And... They will be taking your temperature checks when you go in, like a lot of places are. They have updated their cleaning regimen. Plexiglass, like everywhere else, I mean, the plexiglass industry, my God, it's like on fire right now, is being implemented. And there is a limit of a dozen visitors at a time, though the sex club has not seen that many since reopening. And yeah, I don't know, Jeremy, what do you think of this? Do sex clubs really have a place anymore? I mean, everybody, this is a business, so a long-standing business. So, you know, we wish everybody well, and you hate to see things close. But do you think it's worth it reopening with all these restrictions the way they have it? just a jack-off club? I mean, I don't think so, only because of the fact that it takes away from, I guess, like Lincoln had said, what we were used to from before. So I think going back into that similar setting, we're at a very different point in life at the moment. And just with everything that's gone on in 2020, I I don't see the point in it. And I also just don't find it would be like the environment that it was before. It's not going to go back to that, whether you put Plexi up or not. I agree. And... It's almost, yeah, I don't know. Lincoln, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, when I lived in San Francisco, I, I, lived, I went to Eros quite often. I lived on Church in 16th Street, so I was right around oh, yeah. the corner. Um, and if people haven't been to it, it's also in the movie Looking or in the TV show Looking. That oh, yeah. club is in it. It's where he meets the florist or MacGyver or whoever that actor is. <laughs> he uh, right, meets right. him at Eros. Um, I have, I have gone to massage or jack off parties only in the past. And I've always found them very frustrating when I go, because if I can't touch you or kiss you or, or do something, then it's just annoying. Like it's just a, a rubbing thing. And I, that's just not my, never been my thing. Um, that being said, there is a culture and a community that wants to get together. And it is a business that they're either going to close forever or they're going to take baby steps until they can open and be back to what they were. And I do think we are going to get back to a new normal of being more comfortable once a vaccine is out, once most people are vaccinated, once people have their head wrapped around how they can handle the pa- this pandemic and this virus. I do think some people are, you know, there is going to be a vibe again. I don't think that Berlin is shut down forever or everything is shut down forever. So I do think they have to take baby steps, you know? And I also have to say my heart goes out to them because that place is not small. 
It's big. Right. And if you're paying the square footage f- with a limit of only 12 people at a time. Hey, is it even worth it? it right. And but, that's where I'm conflicted on this. But the same thing goes with the gym. Like the, the gyms are open here in New York now. Everyone's wearing a mask. I go. There's nobody there. You're, you're very like you're not on top of people at all. And when the moment I see someone being irresponsible or acting in a way that I'm not comfortable with, I leave and go to a different floor or I go to the studio or I just leave for the day because I don't need right, to, but you're, to, you know, like, and there, there is like gym aspects to Eros. I'm not sure if they still have it, there is, but they used to have like weights what, and a juice bar. And if you can do all that and be social, then maybe it's worth them being opening. I'm not sure. I think they're only doing the jack-off portion of it. And yes, in some ways, it is a business, and that's where I'm conflicted, and you don't want businesses to have to close. But knowing what we know now and responsibility that people have to kind of take, it's almost like you what you stated in the past, Lincoln, about when we get a little bit of liquor in us, yep. inhibitions go down. So now we're going to have all these dicks in our face, And unlike a gym at Eros, you might not be breathing on top of everybody because of the mass, but you are touching each other's cocks and (laughs) the cock could have COVID on it. And I just wonder if policing this is going to be, is, if this is really, like you said, is it really worth it for the, for the Eros to open up knowing that with a dozen people, are they even making the money to pay the rent? And at what point are they being irresponsible knowing that we're going into, all you have to do is put the news on that we're in the fall in our second wave and it's not looking good the rest of this fall as we head into winter. I don't know. I think that's where I'm a little conflicted. And then the other question I have that I was talking about this last night with two friends, who's there? Like the people that are going, eleven other guys. Are, we said yeah, too, but guess. they're really thirsty. They're really like, like you know, who knows what the vibe is? Because don't we all go to a bar or to a club or to Blow Buddies or Eros or whatever for the vibe of the crowd? Whether we go on Bear Night or listen, Leather there's night. no vibe. You're going there because you're horny and you're 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 dying like a lot of us to get cock again. <laughs> That's why you're going. Okay. I still, I, I still like. I, I need it to be more than just cock and balls. I usually need like some good energy behind it. You know what I mean? Well, it's interesting. As on a related front, I get these emails. I used to get a lot of them for sex parties that would happen here in New York at different locations. And one of them, I'm not going to call them out by any means, but they've been setting a re, they're reopening, and some of their I'm just going to read you some of their commitment to minimizing risk if you do attend them. Attendance limited, again, to adhere to state guidelines on gathering size. Okay, I'm not sure state guidelines said to have sex, but okay. Arrival time staggered to prevent overcrowding. Temperature checks again. Hand sanitizer required upon arrival and available throughout the club. Guys, don't get that confused with the lube. I know they can look alike at times. And it burns. (laughs) Yep. And then you're <laughs> Lysoling it, like Trump said. Uh, individual towels available for each attendee. Windows, this is interesting. Windows kept open to improve ventilation. All right. Mass, require, 
masks required while walking around and browsing. <laughs> they make it sound sh- like you're shopping. Well, I guess you are. Surfaces diligently disinfected throughout the events. Attendees expected to report any illnesses following the events and refunds for anyone who feels sick. Um, you know, this is a group that I belong to that they rent this space. I don't know that they really own it. I'm not sure, but I don't know. Is is this really the same thing that that like the last story? Do you think, Jeremy? Of yeah, you I, know, you have to. You know, what do you think? Into the same boat of like, I mean, is it really? I don't know. Ultim, I can't decide whether it's actually worth it or not because I do know that it does jeopardize just people's jobs and stuff like that. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, how productive could it be after? I guess is my thought. And the other thing, Jeremy, it's like, you never know. I mean, I know you live with family members and you see other family members. You never know who you're going to potentially bring that home to or who somebody in your family, let's just say they went to one of these things. Right. And I think it's this domino effect. You might want to go, and I get it. I want to do all these things too. So I, by no means, I went to these sex clubs before so and i love them and and like you lincoln i agree this is for now we will be able to go to some sense of normal where we won't have to wear a mask at some point Mm -hmm. the needle keeps moving further and further back but i do honestly believe that at one point do you think that we just need to kind of hold out for the greater good and for the keep our eye on the prize lincoln what do you think well i have two Different things going on in my head at the moment. First of all, I just had my yearly physical here in Chelsea, uh, down on 14th Street. And my doctor was a resident at St. Vincent's when HIV started. Have we talked oh. about this before? I think I told no, you No, but there's guys. a great book on St. Vincent's when the AIDS epidemic had that we had on the show. So he, really, he was a yeah. resident there, and he saw the full throttle of HIV in New York City from the closing of St. Vincent's, everything. And his practice is on 14th Street. And I say this story because three years ago, three years ago, he said to me, you know, Lincoln, you've been a client of a patient of mine for a long time. And today is an, this was three years ago. Today is a bit of an anniversary. I haven't told someone they were positive in a year today. Okay. So I went my physical this year and I went in and we were talking about COVID and everything going on and my mom and blah, 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 blah. And I said, how many people have tested positive for COVID? And he said, I've had about 300 that I see so far but i haven't had a positive covid result since july and we just had our first one again in the practice this week and it was on tuesday of last week so three and that would make sense with isn't that crazy and i said to him oh my god you just reminded me you know you told me the anniversary of the one year of testing positive and he's like haven't had anyone test positive since hiv since then it's been over four years since someone was tested positive with HIV in his, again, his, you know, clientele with right. prep and with, you know, he's, you know, we did the whole prep thing together, the learned all of that. So I've seen him over the years. So I do think we need to hold out. I do think we need to take a breath. There is a way to act responsibly 
and get beyond this so that we can get back to some of our behavior. As the second story that was in my head was, I am also a member of some of those things that you're talking about. And I get the emails and the only one that really worked for me, because it also had a bit of a sense of humor. If anyone knows or has lived in New York in Central Park, there's something called the Ramble. Yes, I know what you're talking and about. Did you I saw hear that, that too. one of the the monthly clubs or the weekly clubs? They did a time like from seven to eleven called "quote unquote" bird watching in the Ramble, and you had and for those people that don't know, the Rambles were a place here in the Central Park woodsy where gay guys used to go to kind of cruise prior to grinder prior to apps prior oh, to yeah. all that stuff. And I do think that still does happen there from time to time. Just FYI, I do think that you might have to take a walk. You and just do some might bird have watching. to. But I love that a club with, I don't think you paid them. They just kind of announced, you know, bird watching in the Ramble will be this Thursday from six until 11. Wear a mask, wash your hands, be responsible. Hey, everyone's trying to make a buck. If, right. they, if it's a guided tour, then I don't know I'll if pay. they charge or not. But then, the, but then when I saw that email, the flip side to that is the last thing you want to do is promote people getting arrested for having sex in Central Park. True. So that's they were another, a little like, be too. careful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love the spirit of it. But again, like the two guys in the pool at the resort, be careful. Don't, you know, if you're going to hook up with someone, don't do it in a glass pool that people can see you from underneath or in the middle of a park next to a playground or, you know what I mean? Like, let's be responsible. Clearly, those who did it in a glass pool on purpose, though. I mean, they're on the edge of like a cliff when you're looking at the video. Oh, you saw it, Jeremy? Yeah. So, I mean, they're obvious. They wanted to be They wanted to do it. So, that yeah. Okay. And yeah, but... What do you think of that, Jeremy? Because what they ultimately did was put the resort at risk, got the authorities involved, and now it's a big news story. People want to go. Like, I want to go there. It's not going to stop me from wanting to go there, but it gets kind of puts us gays in a bad light during a pandemic. And on top of that, they, the resort had to pay a huge fine. Yeah, I mean, the resort doesn't seem that bothered with it if they just keep, like... Keep business as usual and paid it. And wasn't yeah. it a $1,000? It wasn't yeah. like $100 million. You know what I mean? It wasn't... Kind of a huge. slap on the wrist, Yeah, really. I think so. And got us talking about it. That's true. Well, lastly, there is on the other spectrum, there's a bilingual campaign which is raising awareness among queer Latino communities about hooking up during COVID-19. The, it, it's an interesting poster. It's, uh, the poster says, hooking up is not social distancing. It's got a rainbow flag and two guys interlinked. Hashtag stay home, stay safe. Next thing they see on this ad, why aren't we talking about this? This is um, poderosos.org. Latino communities across the U.S. are responsive to calls from public health officials to help mitigate the spread of COVID-19. Those who live in multi-generational households have found ways to coexist with elders, children, and the most vulnerable to the pandemic. That's why Poderoso's team, they were alarmed to see many from our own Latino MSM um, males who have sex with other males mm -hmm. and trans Latina communities continuing to use apps like Grindr and for Anam Scruff to meet up for sex in strangers' homes or with so-called fuck buddies. To raise awareness about the issues, Poderosos created a bilingual social media campaign that reminds the reader that COVID-19 
is still with us and public health authorities continue to urge social distancing when possible. Images from the campaign are available if you want to download them. Anyways, interesting on the opposite perspective of just reminding us, particularly groups that might be lower income that could are more vulnerable, certainly, to the virus. Um, what do you think, Jeremy, when you hear about this campaign? I love it. I think it's accurate and I think it's cool. I do too. I think it's it's good to it's if nothing else, I think it's a good reminder. So maybe Lincoln, like you just stated, be careful. Which I felt that I think seeing a a graphic poster that says "hooking up is not social distancing" could just be a nice reminder. So if you are going to, you might just think twice: is this really worth it? Am I? Mm-hmm questioning myself i don't know what do you think lincoln about that i think i don't think it's that heightened just because it's sex i think that we're all thinking of this constantly i love the campaign i love the education of the campaign i think it's great but aren't you i go out and i touch like a doorknob or i put mail in a mail slot or i get a coffee and and i just i think we're all we all just need to keep thinking constantly about washing our hands wearing a mask not being around too many people not being indoors. If you meet someone, meet them outside. Think yes. about it before. You know, like we just, it's just a constant, anything that's reminding us of this. And I was actually watching the the Joe Biden town hall where they asked, if you get elected president, will you make mass a mandate? Everyone must wear a mask. And he said, there's no way to enforce a, man, a mandate, but you talk to every governor. You have every governor put out an ad campaign to wear masks and keep social distancing. If the governor doesn't work for you, you go to every single mayor and you tell every mayor to put out a campaign of social distance. So it doesn't matter whether you're having a drink or a dick in your mouth or something up your butt. Like think about it before you move forward. Cause we want to get on the other side of this virus period. Totally agree. Oh my gosh. Thanks you guys for playing. You can always (laughs) take our poll this week go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex and check out our after show it's just um you can become a a patreon member i almost said a prime member (laughs) a patreon (laughs) member (laughs) you can do that too you can and uh, uh, get our weekly after show so check that out again it's patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex follow jeremy ross lopez at j ross lopez and follow Lincoln at Mad Lincoln and at Protein Bakery. Thanks, you guys. It was Thank a lot you. of fun. We'll see you in a week. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye.